pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. All right, on a penny for your thoughts here as we start another day here and another show. We're uh, headed for a high of 88, mostly sunny and humid today here in east central Illinois. But hey, we could be in Oklahoma City where it's supposed to be like 112 today. So it is warm, but it's not that hot. Good to be with you, Brian Barnhart, here on A Penny for Your Thoughts as we start here on this Tuesday. And we'll be joined here in just a moment by Urbana attorney, a local attorney, and Champaign City Councilman Tom Bruno. So if you have some questions for Tom on all kinds of topics, we've been hitting on some here in McKinley Field and any council matters, uh, the jail, et cetera, et cetera. So all of that is a fair game, of course with uh, Tom Bruno here during the course of this first hour. Tomorrow, Julia Reitz will be in. Thursday, Urbana Mayor Diane Marlin. So how about that? A-listers all across the board here as we work our way through this week. And then uh, Jim Dye will join us. Jim's an A-lister, too. He'll join us in the second hour on Friday. So all of that is straight ahead this week. We will get it started with Tom Bruno after this on Penny. On a penny for your thoughts here as we have Tom Bruno join us in just a moment. Busey Bank, uh, as retirement approaches, eliminating your house payment can seem obvious, but paying off your mortgage, is that the right decision? The experts at Busey Wealth Management and Busey Home Mortgage say it depends. If you keep the mortgage, your retirement savings remain intact, you receive a tax deduction. If you pay off the mortgage, if you have enough money to cover it, if your retirement is significantly reduced, if you want peace of mind in that regard. UC experts can help every step of the way and stop by one of their many convenient locations. Call 1-800-67-BUCY or visit BUCY.com to get started today. They can help with uh, those kind of questions. They can help with investment questions, of course, uh, financial planning, et cetera, et cetera. So UC Bank, one of our sponsors here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, Tom Bruno is with us here today, 217-356-356. 9397, text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. How are you, sir? I'm great, Brian, yeah. thank, and thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm learning etiquette and uh, good manners now. After the pandemic, seeing so many people coming on to talk television and talk radio, and I know now that I have to lead by thanking you for having me. And, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we're always glad to have you. Yeah, I know. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I just am bad with good manners. I, uh, my wife has taught me to end every text message with thank you mm-hmm. or end every email with thank you very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even when they're there, I'm not saying anything charitable about somebody. Now I'm in the habit of saying thank you very much. Well, it's funny with text messages because sometimes they can be taken the wrong way. Yeah. And so what I usually do is if, if I'm responding, you know, instead of just saying uh, thank you with just a thank you, I say thank you with a thumbs up or yeah. thank you with an exclamation <laughs> point because I want them to know that I am thankful. Yes. Thank you, you know, and uh, uh, so it can be misread. My so. sisters who've known me all my life still mistake half my emails because I'm being sarcastic or I'm being, uh, you know, I'm um, being ironic or something. They just don't get it. Mm. But. Well, uh, city council, uh, you're not having a meeting tonight, I saw, We right? have, oh, yeah, we're kind of, uh, we've had no urgent need, need to have meetings. Mm-hmm. And so we've had a couple of meetings canceled recently. Um, we didn't meet on the evening of, Tuesday, July 5, and we're not meeting this evening. Mm-hmm. Do I have that right? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, saw the, uh, I saw the news releases that say the meeting tonight was not happening. Yeah. Tonight's the 19th, so yeah. Yeah, so, so that, that's just a lack of agenda items. And for us to get together, if there's only going to be five or six of us, um, and there's nothing that – a lot of the stuff we do is not time-sensitive. It mm-hmm. can wait a week. Mm-hmm. So I think the and we expect all the department heads to show up for city council meetings, and we compensate them for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know if we don't need them to come on a Tuesday evening and uh, sit through a meeting where the agenda items have nothing to do with their department, um, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's been some talk about council attendance. Sure. And Alicia Beck's name came up. Uh, now, to be fair to her, now she, I don't know exactly where she's been, and maybe you can help with that, but uh, with her attendance. But also, I've noticed that going back, I think the last time everybody that was on the council was in attendance was, I think, May 3rd. That could be. But, uh, I just, because I read the minutes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but so somebody's missed some time, but I guess, can you help us with attendance and Alicia um, or anybody else for that matter? Well, we have a quorum requirement which means that five of the nine of us must be there to hold a meeting. We also require five actual votes for anything to pass. Mm -hmm. So even if we had a quorum of five, three affirmative votes wouldn't pass anything. If we had only five some night, we would need all five of them to vote one direction or the other for any ordinance or Mm -hmm. resolution to pass. So uh, to a large part, like most organizations, where you set a quorum and it's less than 100%, um, you, you make a decision that we can carry on the business of this board of directors or PTA or whatever with less than, a, less than a full slate as long as we have a quorum. And that's what we've been doing. I, I honestly have no inside information on Council Member Beck. It's not my job to, um, to inquire. She certainly you know, could reach out if she thought it was necessary for people to hear an explanation. I don't know, and I don't want to guess. Uh, mm. it, but it does not fall on the rest of the eight of us to either check on her well-being or, I mean, she's got friends and family. I'm sure she's, uh, you know, 
Well, I'm not sure of anything. Mm-hmm. As to be honest, yeah. I'm not sure of anything. Yeah. But uh, but we don't, as an organization, have a disciplinary process for an elected official who doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. I think Tony Fabry, when he was a had a, held a county office, mm-hmm. set an all time record of not showing up for work, and mm-hmm. you know people have done that. Yeah. Well, ultimately, it comes down to constituents. Sure. In your district, right? If they yeah. say, well, she's not there enough, well, then we'll get somebody else. I mean, that's yeah, kind of up to the voters, And if a council right? member um, has a real affinity for the desires of the neighborhood and goes in whenever there's a controversial or close issue, maybe they're getting what they want. You know, maybe they're happy with um, somebody who reflects their views, Another topic that we've been talking about quite a bit, Tom, has been uh, McKinley Field. Yes. I've already got several texts on it. Um, yeah. I understand uh, Patrick Rouse has provided the Booster Club proposal for one game. Of course, Unit 4 approved it. What is the harm in letting them prove themselves to the neighbors at McKinley for one game this year? Uh, we're in support of the kids in the community playing one varsity game at McKinley Field. Would you, would you be willing to vote for this? Uh, several questions like that. So sure, yeah, we had a, quite a show on that here recently. With what I know so far, which is I haven't, we we don't have anything in front of us as a city council. We don't have a resolution or an ordinance or a suggested change to the intergovernmental agreement that we reached with the unit for. But from what I know right now, I wouldn't oppose it. I sounds like a decent idea to me. Um, and so, I, and I don't know if any city council members will feel strongly in opposition to that. It would be a modification of the uh, intergovernmental agreement we entered into. And sometimes that, uh, you know, that's the nature of agreements. We have a lot of intergovernmental agreements between the city and the park district, between the city and the sanitary district. And they are, they're modifiable, and I don't mind taking a look at this now that we see the field, now that maybe community uh, attitudes have shifted. I don't know. But yeah. I'd be happy to hear from people who either support it or oppose it. There's nothing in front of the city council yet. I suspect there will be. Mm-hmm. I would say sometime probably in August, I would think. Sure. I mean, the game's I in late September. I hope it's yeah. not a last-minute thing, yeah. you know. And w- so do you remember, and maybe <clears throat> I forget when, 2017 or whenever all of this, the intergovernmental agreement went into effect, do you remember sure. what went into the decision to make put that in there anyway? Was it the neighborhood or? Well, I think there was some concerns about we've had this dormant, semi-dormant, virtually vacant lot. There have been some practices on. We sure don't want that to become something that people actively use. I think that's what some of the neighborhood felt. People were concerned about lighting. People were concerned about traffic. Um, all valid concerns. And, um, and you know, perhaps the uh, saying, well, we're not going to use it for varsity football was a way of getting the camel's nose inside the tent. But organizations and people do that all the time. You know, I'd, I'd like to test the waters. Now, you, now you see how I've been behaving? Can I take it a step farther? Uh, people do that with their, you know, children do that with their parents. Uh, employees do that with their bosses. Mm-hmm. So it's not unusual to have yeah, it, amendments to intergovernmental agreements. N- not as unusual at all. It would be really crazy to 
make an agreement in 2017 and then never ever look back at it and mm -hmm. say, well, that's it, you know, because leases change, employment contracts change, uh, your, you know, uh, all kinds of agreements change by the consent of both the parties. Mm -hmm. Any other sense of how the council, well, the council the, members feel about it, or do you, the sense do I get is that I've heard silence. So mm -hmm. I, it's certainly not an overwhelming uh, cacophony of local voices saying don't do this. Um, but there will be people, I'm sure, who don't think we should do it. Uh, there were people who didn't think we should have hens in backyards. There were people who don't think we should have auxiliary dwelling units. There were people who didn't think we should ban indoor smoking. Uh, but attitudes change over years. You know what's, what's good, I think, and I think you'll agree with me on this, that we're talking about this sort of thing rather than COVID-related oh, sure. That we're talking about pandemic stuff. We're talking about a football game and I, at a field. I think that's that's an encouraging sign. I think if I were charged with advocating for this, and I'm not charged. It's not my job. I'm going to think about it, deliberate on it, and vote if it comes in front of us. But if I were to advocate for this, I would say maybe this is a good thing for the youth of our community. Maybe feeling a little bit more connected to the neighborhood, a little bit more connected to the citizens, is a two-way street. And maybe all neighborhoods in our city owe it to get invested in the lives of high school students. Maybe a group of high school students walking home from a varsity basketball game is a healthy thing, is a, the mm -hmm. joy of children, the, we can be supportive of them. Uh, I, I think that's a healthy attitude and would be a good thing for the youth of this community. Questions for Tom Bruno, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Uh, I know that as an attorney in Urbana, you're familiar with all that goes on in the uh, courthouse and the jail. And we just had sure. we had the sheriff on last week talking about the closing of the downtown jail. Just sure. give me your thoughts on that and... Well, sheriffs are, sheriffs are in a unique position. You know, when people think about county government, they need to keep in mind that we have all these elected officials who answer to no one but the voter. The judges answer to no one but the voters, the, uh, the sheriff, the circuit clerk, the county clerk, um, the state's attorney. They all are, they don't work for each other. They don't work for a large organization. They're independent uh, office holders trying to uh, accomplish the goals of their particular office. So with respect to the sheriff, back in the 1980s, Sheriff uh, Brown, I think at the time, mm -hmm. um, brought in bunk beds and set them up on the third floor of the courthouse in a famous uh, display of uh, how overcrowded the old jail was. Um, and he did that um, because sheriffs have total control over the facility, over the courthouse building. That's their building, and they get to decide who walks in the front door and whether they bunk prisoners on the third floor. It was a stunt, but it got people's attention, and uh, sometimes that's what's necessary. I'm waiting for some of the individuals who've been housed in Kankakee to lose their trials and then have an issue on appeal that they were denied effective assistance of counsel because they were their court-appointed lawyer 
was based 75 miles away from where they're being housed. Um, I don't know that that would be a successful issue on appeal, but it won't be too long before somebody files an appeal like that and complains that they didn't have the care and attention that they deserve from their court-appointed lawyer, which is a United States constitutional right, as laid out in Gideon versus Wainwright, and that they didn't get that effective assistance because the officials in Champaign County stored them so far away that their public defender could not reasonably get there. Mm. So I don't, I don't, there's no easy solution to that. The jail is overcrowded. Yeah, and it's, so he turned out the lights in the yeah. one right there across from the courthouse, and uh, then he was able to get. They were able to get the special use permit from the city of Urbana, which turned out to be a pretty close vote. Yeah, to get the permit to do the stuff at the satellite jail. Correct. Uh, you know the. Uh, I suppose we could uh, give them some land in the city of Champaign, as long as we got a jail that's a mile away from the courthouse. We could give them some Champagne locations that's two miles away from the courthouse. Maybe, you know, uh, a neighboring community. Maybe we could have a 100-person jail in Bondville or St. Joe. Um, but uh, the, the idea that uh, we're having to spend the money to go visit and bring people back and forth from Kankakee and Decatur it's it's a horrible waste of government resources. Yeah. I was going to ask you, because you know how city government works, and I know Urbana is a little different setup, but certainly the closeness of a vote for a special use permit. Is, yeah. that, is that unusual? A special, I mean, a special use permit is the kind of governmental action that cities can easily get sued over. Now, the plaintiff in that lawsuit doesn't always win, but you couldn't bring a, a, a lawsuit to challenge some policy decision that the city council makes. But special use permit is got laid out criteria. If you meet it and they deny it for wholly different reasons, you can sue the municipality and say, you know, I ticked off all the boxes on your special use ordinance and you still denied me this. It would be like denying a parade permit to the Ku Klux Klan to march in Skokie. You can deny the permit, but you're going to get sued over it. You could deny the special use permit for the satellite jail, but a lawsuit's going to follow, and the court is going to determine whether or not you abided by the mm-hmm. terms of your own ordinance, which laid out criteria in order to in- entitle you to a special use permit, like we lay out criteria to entitle you to a liquor license or entitle you to a lottery license. If we don't, if we just arbitrarily say, "Well, we don't, we don't like the policy behind that, so we're going to deny the special use permit," we'd leave our municipality vulnerable to a lawsuit. Mm, yeah, are most votes on something like that usually more seven zero or six yeah. one? Uh, although not? special use permits are l- largely uh, misunderstood, we're not. Uh, you're not changing the zoning; you're just allowing something. Uh, to, that maybe fits into the category, but arguably doesn't, and you mo- might be modifying something to say, <clears throat> yeah, you can build that drive-up restaurant without the uh, no- same number of parking that our zoning ordinance requires because of what you've told us about that. It's going to be on the quad. Okay, it's not going to have a lot of parking. Maybe we waive our parking agreement. 
or you get a special use permit. You can get a special use permit to get around uh, restrictions in zoning that otherwise would be non-problematic, but they, they exist and you need to have a special use permit to avoid them. Okay. Tom Bruno is with us, local Urbana attorney, of course, Champaign City Councilman. Uh, George is with us. Hi, George. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Great. Um, good morning. Uh, my name is George Rouse, and I play for the Central Football Team. How are you guys doing today? Good. Great. Um, I'm calling in because my teammates and I would like to invite you, Mr. Bruno, to come to one of our practices and um, meet our players and also any other city council members in addition to you that would like to come. We'd love to have you guys practice and meet us and just understand why we love our home field and just get to know us. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that invitation, and um, as long as I don't have to do like two a days in August or something, <clears throat> I may I may drive by and take a look at it. But yeah. I, it's a really nice invitation. Yeah, and I hope that uh, you know I hope that the community understands that there's a high school full of students that would like to. Uh, like to do this, I think, largely. I suppose your sentiment is shared by your classmates, whether they're on the football team or not. So I appreciate that, George. Yeah. I would think so, George. And would you guys be excited about not having to, I mean, you practice at McKinley Field, you do all the other things, but actually play a game there. That would mean a lot. Yeah, it, it means so much to me and my teammates because we work out there, we lift there, we go out there and just throw the ball around really feels like home does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids went, all went to Central, and none of them, you know, they, they had to go other places. The YMCA to, for wrestling practice, Centennial High School for swim team. Um, they, <clears throat> it, uh, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Anything else, yeah. George? Um, no, thank you for taking my call, and I hope to see you at practice, Mr. Bruno. Very hey, good. Okay. All right. I'll wear my pads. <laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs> All right, very good. You can be the guy they tackle. Yeah, you know, no, sh- that t- the tackle dummy, I think is what they call it. <clears throat> uh, let's see, your question for Tom. So if I run for city council and win, I don't have to come to any meetings? How much does that position pay? Um, yes, that's a great platform. You know, you could campaign. <laughs> if you elect me, I won't go. Um, but uh, that's correct. There's no uh, attendance requirement. People usually are... Um, People usually want to be on the city council. They want to cast a vote. Mm-hmm. And so once they've been elected, they like the uh, ability to go there and weigh in with their point of view. But it's correct. You don't have to attend. And another question, why wouldn't the city pay bar owners for their security services instead of the city providing the security? Seems like lawsuit territory. Why wouldn't the city pay the bar owners for their security services? Are they talking about the downtown? I'm not sure I understand that. Okay. But um, why wouldn't the city pay bar owners for their – I don't know what the In, their – Instead of to. the city <clears throat> providing the security, I guess because you have the folks that are down. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not sure that the bar security that the blind pig purchases is going to go over and get somebody away from Cafe Cope if they're causing a problem there mm-hmm. or – from a municipal parking lot. Uh, so if that's what the person's suggesting, um, <clears throat> largely this is paid for by 
taxation and things like food and beverage mm-hmm. tax and also a desire to keep our downtown healthy and functioning because that's good for our community. Mm-hmm. How's it going so far with very good. security folks? It's going very seen? good. Yeah. You've seen more people downtown? Listen, or? All, all along, the city of Champaign, the downtown Champaign has been a great place mm-hmm. to, uh, to entertain yourself, to have dinner, to have a drink if that's what you do, just to walk around, listen to music. Um, it, it really is a good thing. If you want to get a feel for the world, look at what every other country says about visiting any American city. Oh, Denver's too dangerous. St. Louis is too dangerous. Chicago's too dangerous. Washington's too dangerous. Those cities do have dangerous spots in them. But if I get out the book, you know, about Rome or London, they're going to say, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, because that's what sells books. And what sells is, you know, scaring people into how dangerous it is to be in a certain place. And I think our, I would gladly uh, walk in the city of downtown Champaign, but the security service, just like the ushers at the State Farm Center, have a job to do to keep peace at a pre-police level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know uh, we had Eric Meyer on who was talking about some of the, the – they were dealing with the pop-up parties and trying to get – a lot of that was happening later in the evening, closer to midnight sure. and so forth, but just didn't know how that was going in that yeah. regard. So um, haven't heard a lot. So. Yeah, well, have, not hearing a lot mm-hmm. is a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> silence is a good thing. But, uh, but look, I'm a real cheerleader for downtown Champaign, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't hesitate to go there myself. I bring my grandchildren there to you know sit outside and have a hamburger or something i don't i don't think there's anything more dangerous uh about our downtown than driving on the interstate highway all right tom bruno is our guest and we got several questions for him a lot having to do with the uh, mckinley field game which we've kind of uh hit on so we'll um, continue to look through those and some others as well Uh, let me get to a break back with more in a moment All right, back on a penny for your thoughts here with uh, City Councilman Tom Bruno and local attorney as well, 217-356-9397. We touched quite a bit on McKinley Field. I see all the texts and emails. A lot of them um, mention the uh, same thing, how they would uh, wish there would be a game. A football game is only a few hours. Uh, We support Central Varsity Football to play a game at McKinley Field. Let the kids prove themselves. Uh, What are the chances this will pass? And we don't know when it will come up before council, but we assume that will be soon. Uh, Let's see here. Good morning, Tom. Well, I'll get back to that. Let's go ahead and get Mark on here. Go ahead, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, A comment first about uh, downtown and our city council. If our city council and our mayor and our administrator were doing their job in the first place, we would have a fully staffed police department if they supported them in the way they should. And we wouldn't need this outside security if we had a fully staffed police department. Can, can I my stop? My question on that uh, is, uh, oh, here's hang, my question. Hang on. My okay, question. go ahead. Here's my question. With all, since we haven't had a fully staffed police department, there's a lot of money in the budget that went for payroll that's not going there. Where's that going? And is there any talk about uh, relief to the uh, taxpayers through the form of a rebate or lowering the tax on our on our homeowners taxes. Okay. 
So and there were two different questions uh, I, there. So. Sure. I guess the first thing I I really would like to engage in a dialogue with this caller, <clears throat> but articulate for me what the city council has done or has not done that causes you to come to the conclusion that they're not supported by the city council. Please just explain to me what you think the city council should have done differently or should in the future do differently. In what way does the Champaign City Council not support the police? I don't see you having their back in, in issues of uh, neighborhoods and uh, complaints to, to the city about uh, police officers and just their policing policing effort in general and how they operate. You don't you, see you, the city council me, having their backs? No. What would no, what let, would having let, their backs look like? Well, let them be police. Let them be proactive. Let them stop people that they should be stopping. Let them search people they should be stopping and searching. Let them do their job. Let them be proactive police officers and preventing the crime instead of waiting to react okay. and be there after the fact. And what has the city council done that has deprived them from being able to act proactively what what is well, it whenever we have something that goes on in our city that in the past when, when something went on with our city that we had an issue like uh pop-up parties or or something that that they deemed to be maybe minority based the the mayor at the time would support the police officers in dealing with that i think they deal very well with uh, with with the minority departments minority community in our in our community i think they deal very well with those people i think they deal very well with the public in general and i don't see when things come up i don't see the the city council and or uh the uh mayor or the administrator supporting them. example is the poor people on uh, university avenue you know <laughs> i i do know exactly what you mean and I would love it if you'd call me sometime, or if you can right now, tell me what the city council has done that you think has hamstrung the police. <clears throat> well, that I just don't see him supporting him. I don't see him coming out okay. and, and speaking positively about their conduct. I don't see him come out and having appreciation days for him. I just don't see him doing anything to appreciate him. Okay. You know, I haven't seen any council members at Back to Blue events. I haven't, you know, I just don't see them supporting him. Well, and, and even in the council council meetings, they don't talk favorably about our police department. So you'd like okay. you'd like more uh, attendance at Back to Blue rallies. Well, whatever, anything, just anything to support them. You know, we've got uh, name offs is doing this. Uh, is doing a uh, party with a cop. Up. Yeah, party yeah. with a cop. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, I I like to see how many of our city council is going to be there. That kind of stuff. But but the bigger issue here is, what are you doing with that extra money that we're not using to pay for police officers? Where's that going? Well, you had the uh, with the blueprint, right? That sure. uh, they came up with. Um, I know that the uh, city. Now, Tommy, you can correct me, but I think the city of the police department is. Actively trying to get more police officers, oh, right? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I understand yeah. that, but yeah. what are they doing? What are they doing with the money that we've accumulated over the last few years, when we haven't had a fully staffed police department? Where's that money gone? Well, it it remains in the city coffers, and 
It helps us do other things that the city needs to do, like pay overtime for the remaining police officers who are working more overtime than any of them want to. <clears throat> so, Tom, do you know what those numbers look like? You know, what I was don't. our budget? What was our budget? I like to know what our budget was for sure. what we actually put in there and what we had to pay in overtime. Sure, I don't have those figures, okay. uh, but they're available on uh, on the city's website. I, I, I looked there, and I, it's very hard to find. Yeah, it is hard to find, but it, it's a you know it's an organization with six hundred employees and a hundred million dollar annual budget, and it's hard to make all that uh, come down to one page uh, of bullet points uh, that would answer questions everybody wants. Well, I wouldn't think it'd be that hard to break it down by department. Yeah, it. Um, if you'd like, I'll work on that. You know, I would break it down by apartments, yeah. by departments. But please, how, if, if you, our, how is our budget? Is it at a surplus right now? Yes. And what are, you, what are your plans? What are city council's plans for that surplus? Well, a variety of it is uh, unallocated right now, and we're trying to restore the community to the level of service that we once had with uh, uh, services that were cut back during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. What, what services are you, are you thinking um, about here? Well, we, uh, we, laid, we gave early retirement incentives to some department heads. The, um, you know, the, every department's operating uh, uh, short-staffed compared to what they used to be. But if you think, uh, you know, that the city is uh, should be spending that on something else or sending it back to you, those are valid points. Those are all valid concerns. Any talk about reducing the uh, the multiplier for our uh, our property taxes? Uh, those are set year to year, aren't they? Well, the multiplier's not something we set. Not the multiplier, yeah, the, but, you know, the, the rate, rate, the, the rate. tax rate. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We could reduce the tax rate. What services are currently provided that you think are wasteful of your city dollars? That's a well, fair question. If we have a surplus, you could lower the the tax rate for the year, and then as as needed with the surplus, even you could adjust it accordingly. Sure. I, I just never see it coming down. I only see it going up every you know every once in a while. It takes a little drop, but very seldom does it take a a meaningful drop. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, all right. those are all valid points yeah. and things reasonable people can disagree yeah. on. That was a good discussion. Yep. Uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good dialogue, I think. It Just is. To, it know. is. But uh, look, I'm on a little bit of a mission to say, what is it that people say you're not supporting the police enough? Mm -hmm. We actually had a former police officer who suggested that the squad cars should be painted black and white and that that would improve morale, that back like they had in the 1950s with uh, contrasting colors between the doors and the fenders. And he was serious, mm -hmm. you know, that that was the action that the city council needed to take. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought maybe giving them a double the, the raise that all the other departments got and throwing in residency incentives at them might even con convince some of them to move back to Champaign. Uh, or move to Champaign for the first time in their life because most of our police officers don't live in the city. And, um, you know, we'd welcome them to move back to town. We'd welcome them 
to apply for jobs here if people live in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are, are we, we, we don't, you know, I don't think our, our role is purely cheerleaders. Uh, what do we do to support the snowplow drivers? You know, mm-hmm. Do we have a back the public works department flag? Um, uh, I think it's, uh, it's largely political, frankly. You want to be a police officer? Good. We'll pay you a really good salary, and you can be a police force here, and we are a real good employer, and we need you, and we'd like you to apply. By the way, um, one thing that's been pointed out, I think Clarissa had a column today, Clarissa Nickerson Foreman, who's been a guest before, and I think we had the uh, sheriff on last week talking about this. The last um, couple of weeks, last 30 days, 22 guns have been taken off the streets. 22 people have been charged, so... Correct. The new chief, I know, has gotten off to a good start in that regard. Seems well, like. little known headline, you know, is that gun crime is actually down. Mm-hmm. Down lately, down uh, in our community, uh, down in the last six months, down in the last year. But it's still a problem, and we still have to keep working on it. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom Bruno's with us till the top of the hour, then we'll do some open line after that. Back in a moment. See, there you go. You're in a Disney Thanks. movie. Yep. <laughs> All right, Tom Bruno with us here till the top of the hour, 9.50. Uh, real quick, I wanted you to uh, – Jerry Schweihart passed away. Yes. I know you worked with him a lot. Yeah, and uh, He was a policeman, of course, and correct. mayor. And, and, uh, you know, a really nice, jovial guy who always had the best interests of Champaign at heart. <clears throat> and uh, – he was the uh, he was the district five council member when I got on, and then twenty months later he ran for office and uh, beat Marty Smith and became the mayor of Champaign and uh, served a twelve twelve years and w- during some of our very formative times. Yeah, so uh, uh, he and I had plenty of disagreements, but never a doubt that he was uh, doing what he thought was best for the community and uh, com- connecting with the citizens. Mm-hmm. Well, they certainly knew the city, having been in the sure. police department and then yeah. understanding the city. In 12 years, that's a long time. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, get reelected a couple of times. That's, uh, yep, that's a that's good a, deal. That's a good deal. Uh, please ask Mr. Bruno, why is the city allowing beggars at entrances of busy stores and disrupting traffic on the overpass on Prospect? I don't believe these people do this for food. We have lots of resources in CU for the needier, homeless, free meals, food pantries. What we don't pay for is drugs, alcohol, and cigarettes. Happy to address that. Yeah. Um, uh, some city, some state or something just passed a law that making it a misdemeanor to sleep uh, on public property. <clears throat> um, I guess I, I'm not a, I'm not very religious. I'm certainly not a Bible reader, but I wonder what Jesus would do. I've heard that saying, what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus would probably enact an ordinance saying you can't stand in the median to ask for food from your neighbors. Um, But uh, I'm being sarcastic. There's a sarcasm warning. Mm -hmm. It's um, like a tax. You need to. It it bothers, you know, Yeah. yeah. uh, why does it bother people that much? It, yeah, it's a small violation of the law, but it's protected by the First Amendment. And I think there are some people who think that amendments to the Constitution are sacrosanct. And, you know, they don't want any intrusions on the amendments that they like. 
Uh, well, the First Amendment says that uh, begging is not per se illegal, and you can't make begging illegal because people have a First Amendment right to ask others for money. That's the reality of it. Uh, perhaps we could carve out an exception to that amendment, um, but people don't like their amendments having exceptions carved out for them. Mm. Um, and are they really dangerous to traffic? It irritates me to see people on the median, but maybe it irritates me because it drives home to me how many people are destitute in our community, and it would, my life would be more pleasant if I didn't see them. But, oh, my God, I can't imagine hmm. um, having to beg for food. And if people think they're out there begging for alcohol and cigarettes, well, then don't give them any money. Uh, hmm. um, but if that's the kind of thing that makes you toss and turn at night, um, read the Bible. I guess where it probably uh, where it would cross the line is if those folks that were doing that were like actively knocking on people's car doors sure. or standing in the street. That that um, is a crime yeah. and would be prosecuted, and they would get called on for that. But the mere act of uh, begging for money, uh, people have been doing for hundreds of years, and it's protected First Amendment speech in our country. All right, back to the phones with Scott. How you doing, Scott? You're on with Tom Bruno. Hi, uh, I've got a couple questions. One is just personally, I recently joined the ranks of the senior citizens, and as I understand it, I am entitled to a property tax freeze or break, but I don't know where to go for that. So I wanted to ask if anybody knew that, and then one or two other things real quick. Uh, well, I think you start at the uh, assessor's office, and there's a form you fill out. <clears throat> so if you live in the city of Champaign Township, you right. should contact the city of Champaign township assessor's office to get the process started and then you renew it every year with an affidavit of some sort or maybe the senior citizen one renews automatically the homeowner one you have to sign off on every year something like it's not my area of expertise mm -hmm. i would call okay. your township you assessor because i'm looking at my attempt and it's wrong <laughs> is it a s s e c o r or what assessor a -S -S -A -C -C. assessor yeah. yeah, there yeah. are some, Google directs you to some outdated links. Like if you put in Champaign County Circuit Clerk or County Clerk, you might get a Mark Sheldon page or a Gordon, Gordy Halton page. Um, but if, and I don't have the resources right now to check on it for you. But okay. I would one, start one there. Quick, one other quick comment. If you are speculating on what Jesus would do, uh, there is a story in the Bible where the primary community meeting area of the entire community was the temple and he chased the thieves and the beggars out of the temple so that's the other side of, of that equation sure um, and then the final point I was going to say is that if we want if we're having difficulty attracting people to cop for, to be cops here in town it's because of the media and the one side you know of the political spectrum demonizing cops and if we want to come out and say that the city council firmly stands against what BLM advocated and has result the, the resulting crime wave and deaths in the black community, we probably get quite a few more applicants. Hmm. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. You, you think that uh, we should take a stand uh, against Black Lives Matter, that that would be helpful to our community? 
I think it would be, it, it certainly would be helpful in attracting uh, people who would be interested in becoming public well, servants. Well, I'm not sure that in the pool of applicants out there, I want to skew it towards the people who are more inclined to come to Champaign because we've taken a vocal stance against Black Lives Matter. If that Black draws Lives a- Matter directly resulted in dozens and dozens, hundreds and hundreds of additional deaths in the black community. I mean, that's known. That's a fact. Okay. All right. Is that a, as strong a fact as the election was stolen from Donald Trump? Is that in that category of facts? Or that no, climate change is a hoax? Not, not, unless, not unless you count the fact that the media stepped on the Hunter Biden story and refused mm. to part. You know, they, they never did. Hunter Biden's laptop. Back. Now we've gotten yeah. to the real cause. <laughs> and the Benghazi deb- yeah. debacle. Hey, hey Scott, I gotta, I'm running a, we're, going, right. we're going down a slippery slope there, <laughs> <laughs> I think, with a couple of minutes to go. Uh, let's see here. Good morning, guys. I hear the license plate readers are taking a large bid out of crime with the city council considering adding more. You can answer that. Yes, okay. and yes. Okay. Uh, if downtown is so safe, why was private security deployed? I think it more had to do with having enough police officers, right, well, to yeah. patrol all well, the time. Well, if Wimbledon is so safe, why did they have security at Wimbledon? Hmm. Why did we have security at the assembly hall? Why, you know, if these places are so safe, why have security? Somebody came up, Why? To, what about a proposal? Uh, you take a vote. If you miss a meeting, you get no stipend. We could, have a pro- we could have a proposal like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the stuff that the city council does is not meeting-related. But we do have meetings, you know, on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, it's kind of like being on a board of anything. If, you, if you're on the United Way board and that's what you want to do, but then you don't show up, then sure. it's kind of like, well, why are you on the board, you know? Yeah. Or why? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. that's democracy. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, somebody asked Tom about the homicide on campus last Friday. I mean, I yeah, heard about they, it, but uh, there uh, were uh, two guys, and I think one sh- they were they may have been acquaintances, and one shot the other. Uh, maybe not comparing police officers to snowplow drivers would be a good start for showing appreciation to police. Well, okay, why not? Why isn't that a fair comparison? Why isn't it a fair comparison? You know, police officers not the da- most dangerous job in America. It it's not even in the top ten or twenty most dangerous jobs in America. So they're not mini gods. They are employees. They entitled to our respect. We pay them well. But so is the guy who gets up on Christmas morning and get and leaves his family and plows the snow. So is the person who cleans out your clogged sewer. They're all valuable. And when we start having um, uh, closing streets for funerals for a retired public works employee, you know, they're not, uh, these people aren't gods. They're just valued employees. We respect them. I respect the police officers. But they are not a different class of employee than everybody else. There's a lot of other employees that work hard and work all night long and come out in the storms to do the bidding of the city of Champaign. Hey, Tom, we're out of time. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yep. I appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll see you next time. Tom Bruno, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, 
WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts, hour number two. Here this morning as we join you from our studios in Champaign. Appreciate everybody listening, however and wherever you might do it. Met some folks this uh, weekend that say they actually exchange uh, text messages among themselves. they got a text group going on while the show is going on. So that's pretty cool. So, yeah, we appreciate that, too. <laughs> Any way you want to do it, whether it's on a podcast or live or on your radio or phone or Mobile device, whatever. We're uh, we're glad to have you with us. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. We're at ten after ten here on this Tuesday. A high of eighty eight in our forecast today. We had Tom Bruno on in the first hour. If you miss any of that, we've got wdws dot com. You can check that out. Julia Reitz will be with us tomorrow, and Urbana Mayor Diane Marlin on Thursday. Jim Die on Friday. The Beef House. Talking about having A-list guests, uh, the Beef House is an A-list place. If you've got some family or friends in this summer, uh, maybe they maybe they're vacationing with you. We used to go see my uncle down in uh, South Carolina when we were growing up. It'd been nice to have a Beef House around we could go to. Well, you can do that here in Covington, Indiana. So take them over there, treat them to a great meal. Uh, get a great steak or pasta or seafood or pork chops. You can get one or two. Fried chicken's really good. Uh, they got pecan pie, my favorite. I'd love, I'd, I'd have pecan pie every time if I could afford to um, not uh, have the calories that go with it. I mean, I love, I love pecan pie, but man, but what it's really good. So they have the buffet, lunch buffet. You can run over there. Just remember, they are an hour ahead. So plan ahead, stop by, enjoy a great meal. We got a football trip to Indiana this year. I'm guessing. Could be a beef house stop along the way there as well. We got the Big Ten meetings coming up too. Here in Indianapolis next week, we'll be there for the show in the middle of next week. Ten twelve at DWS, and Jr. joins us here. Hi, Jr. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. What's up? Well, what if that was your dad and mom uh, about what Mrs. Black said? You'd be pretty uh, wound up about it, wouldn't you? Uh, I mean, uh, about my mom and dad, what? Uh, well, I mean, if they if she said that in public about um, what happened to them uh, elderly couple had bullets going through. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about Alicia Beck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I didn't know where. I was like, how did my mom and dad get in that equation? I, mean, <laughs> I was like, okay. Kind of fired up about it. Well, yeah. I sure. Mean, she wouldn't. I don't. I don't think she was thinking pretty straight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, it just seemed to be, um, you know, you got a disregard of people, two people that were really concerned about what was happening in their neighborhood, in their backyard. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, right. hey, uh, you know, you everybody, that give, anytime you, you have the nerve, first of all, and the willingness to, and it doesn't sound like they're folks who, you know, uh, want to speak publicly unless they reach a point of just frustration where they they had to take it to somebody. And then to have a council member say, well, you know, it, 
come back to me some other time when you've got some a real problem or whatever whatever she said i mean it just was it was just was disrespectful i mean there's no other way to put it and what did it, tom uh, think about it well he thought he, well i don't i'm trying to think we talked about that a couple yeah. times ago he was on um you know i i think he probably would have preferred she said it differently <laughs> i think but but you know council council members are their own people and they can you know they can do and say what they want they can come to the meeting they don't have to i mean it's have you uh have you had any trouble with your garbage hauler picking up with my garbage hauler yeah this lady that i work for it's been three weeks and they claim they don't have enough drivers where do you live uh, this lady uh, has a business over by Central High School. Oh, so it's in Champaign. Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, see, I'm in yeah, Muhammad, so I don't. Mine comes every Wednesday, oh, so okay. I haven't, I haven't heard yeah. any. Yeah, it's been three weeks, and uh, they claim it's uh, not enough drivers, or the trucks can't. If they break down, they they can't get the parts right away. Ah, uh, okay. Well, the drivers wouldn't. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And the parts, you know, shipping of parts is a big deal. So. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. I, she's got two apartment buildings uh, uh, right close by, and them kids throw their garbage in her <laughs> in her dumpster. Oh boy! I try to catch them. I try to catch them, but they don't listen. Hmm. But uh, well, who who inspired you when you were in the uh, major league? Not well, you were in the minor leagues, weren't you? I was both. Who did you? Who, I, who did you? Oh, you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who 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 did you uh, look up to back then? Oh, for broadcasters? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Vin Scully, Jack Buck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a guy, Brad Sham, who's been with the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, for like 40 years. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love listening to those guys and listening to their technique and how they deliver a game. And Yep, those are some. I used to like uh, Lou Boudreau and Vince Lloyd on the radio. Sure, sure. Yeah, they were pretty cool. They were good. You have a great day now. Th- thank you, Jr. Very good. I hope they get the garbage picked up, too. Uh, 1015 at DWS. By the way, we had, I think, about 40 texts while Tom was on. <laughs> so I just couldn't get to them all. Uh, several involved the McKinley Field, and I saw all of those, so I do appreciate those. Hi, Brian. Uh, Jim Dye and A-lister. That's questionable, somebody says with a smiley face. Now, Lauren Tate, that's an A-lister. <laughs> All right, uh, 217-356-9397. Uh, one question I was going to try to get to Tom was, you have been on the city council for 25 years. My question is not about you, but rather in general, what are the advantages and disadvantages to Champaign residents of having a council member serving 25 years, says Bob from Champaign. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I just couldn't get to that one. Somebody else emailed in, Sarah said, as part of the problem, the upkeep was not done because it looked like a lot of wear and tear when visible, and the design with stairs probably contributed to accidents. I'm assuming she's talking about the downtown jail they just closed. No proposal on McKinley. Unit 4 approved, said it's up to the council. Many of us expected a vote this week. What's the proposal process? My guess is you'll see it. I don't know exactly how things get on a city council agenda, what the actual mechanical process is. But I assume you're going to see that soon. I would assume in August. I mean, we're, what, what are we, 10 days or so from August? So I, I would think. All right, Thomas is up next. Hi, Thomas. 
Hey, how you doing, Brian? Good. Hey, I just want to uh, agree with Mr. Bruno about how we uh, look at police officers, uh, the way he, which he referenced it, is we look up to them like gods. And uh, I just think that's a really good good point. I think that that through the uh, through Hollywood and movies and and I don't know, maybe just an ongoing uh, way in which we support the police, we kind of over overdo it. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of good guys that are out there in the police force, but then there's a few bad apples that's out there as well that get that covering, you know. And uh, there's a there was an officer down in Florida that was setting up people. Um, he just received 12 years uh, in prison. He was actually planting drugs and and uh, creating false situations uh, that came to mind when I, I was thinking about what Mr. Bruno was saying. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. But I really think we over uh, overdo it sometimes, and and we value them at a level that some of them just really don't deserve. So, hmm. All right. Well, hey, thank you, Thomas. You're welcome. Appreciate you you. calling in. Thank you. Um, I will say, and and, uh, you know, Tom, uh, he was talking about public employees and the differences in the jobs, and and that they're all valuable. And I I would agree with that. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, snowplowers. We need the garbage collectors. We need we need all the folks that do the the daily jobs. But I, the one thing I would disagree with Tom a a little bit is I, I don't know how many jobs there are that you know you if you're a police officer. And you're a wife of a police officer or the husband of a police officer. When they go to work every day, I don't know if you know for sure that they're going to come back safe or in you know or without an injury, um, because I think you know police work is dangerous. I mean, every job can be dangerous, but I would think just like being a firefighter. I mean, I think that's a pretty dangerous job, and. Um, you know, and I, and I understand what Tom was saying. They're all valuable, and I think that was his point. That every every public employee, no matter what they do, is very important. But I I would contend that I think some jobs are a little more dangerous than others. I mean, chances are, yes, driving a snowplow is dangerous, can be, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of people shooting at you, or you know, you're not going to you're not going to be stopping people uh, approaching a vehicle not knowing what they are going to do or they're going to how they're, how they're going to react to your presence i mean you know most snowplows are out at 4 in the morning 5 in the morning uh, doing their job and and doing it well so I, I think there's a little difference i understand his point but i would i would contend i think there are jobs that are that are more dangerous that you know probably deserve um, respect just for the fact that it is more dangerous i would think all right, 217, my thoughts anyway, 217-356-9397 is our number. Lauren is up next. How you doing, Lauren? Uh, yeah, uh, Brian, uh, I spoke to you at church not too long ago. I'm uh, sitting in front of a sign that says Wise Garver Park on Lakeside Drive, and it's right in back of where the new school is. And uh, I'm wondering how much of the park is going to be left when they finish the construction on the school, because it doesn't look like there's going to be very much. And my second thought is, 
uh, I know that they ran into an, an unknown uh, storm sewer that caused them to in, come back close on to the park. I just wondered uh, if it was any uh, remuneration to the park district from the school district for this or if it was just uh, maybe a result of eminent domain. And uh, I'm kind of confused on the thing because it seems like the school district just took advantage of the park. Hmm. Well, I'm guessing, and I don't know, maybe somebody can tell me, Lauren, but I, I, I would assume the, the park district and the school district got together and said, hey, by the way, we're building on your territory. I would, I can seriously, I would seriously doubt that they just started building without checking with Joe Deleuze or somebody else. Um, you're talking about the area. You're, you're talking about the area there near Kirby and Mattis, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I kind of doubt whether or not there was any uh, uh, studies made to see where that storm sewer was either. Oh, well, maybe. I I, I would assume they would. But it's like uh, you know when they dig in my yard, they put those little flags out, those little yellow and red flags and everything. But. Um, I don't know. That's a good question, Lauren. I don't know. Maybe somebody can help us with that. Well, I'd appreciate it. I thank you, Brian. All right. Very good. Thank you, Lauren. Yep. Good call. Thank you. 1023, talking about the um, schoolwork being done there. If you're near the corner of Kirby and Mattis there, just east of that intersection where the school is there, and there's a park in behind there is what he's referring to. Uh, Good morning, Brian. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, let me. Um, I've already read that one. All right, let me jump down here. The part of our reason the taxes go to MTD is an insult to taxpayers. That's a service that should be reined in. Uh, if I was a police officer, I would choose another town to live in because of the Champaign schools. Other school districts are safer, this listener says, and the kids get a better education. Teachers' hands aren't tied in political issues, like canceling gifted classes because it isn't fair to everyone all right appreciate that we are working by the way we're uh, i've been working with uh, stacy over at unit four looking to get the uh, superintendent and the board president school board president on here sometime in early august so that's in process so that would be a good question for for when uh, they are on let's go back to the phones here at ten twenty four to don hi don hello hello good morning i uh Good morning. I, I want to take issue with Tom Bruno mm-hmm. uh, about the honor accorded fallen officers and things like that. You you can't go strictly by what is technically uh, danger of jobs because what you can't figure in is what it's like to be hunted by another human being or to be uh, attacked and having uh, violence accorded to you by other human beings. And there's almost no other uh, job category that has that factor. So a lot of the danger isn't necessarily just physical, but the wear and tear of that over decades of that kind of stress going into the most difficult of circumstances uh, where people are hostile, uh, seeing some of the worst side of humanity, and having to deal with that day in and day out, and your family, you kind of hit it on the head, Brian, when you talked about every time that officer buckles up that gun belt and goes to, to work, 
He's putting his life on the line. His family knows it as well. And it is a wear and tear. And it is a wear and tear over the long haul of a career. And that's what you got to figure in. So, yes, there we do accord greater honor sometimes, not because they're God, but because they do face, I believe, as you indicated, a unique threat that almost none of the rest of the society has to deal with. And to the other gentlemen, as far as the bad apples, yes, there are bad apples, and law enforcement hates them worse than anybody else. But every group has bad apples. We accord special uh, honor to veterans also. There's a lot of bad apple veterans. There's a lot of mm -hmm. bad apple every category out there. And we, I don't think it's a good idea as society that we respond and accord honor based on the lowest common denominator in any particular group. Mm -hmm. So I'd just like to say that. Very good. Yeah, you said it well. Thank you, Don. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. 1026 break here coming up. Back with more on Penny for Your Thoughts. This is Beth with the Illinois Bariatric Center. The Center for Disease Control confirms over... On a sunny day, high of 88 today, low of 73 tonight, high of 91 tomorrow, 217-356-9397, text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. The snowplow driver is a ridiculous comparison to police support, uh, Texter says. Uh, hey, Tom Bruno, how about stopping basketball games in the public street? That is an example of our police force not being allowed to clear children for safety for drivers and kids due to city council telling them not to, not supportive. I don't know exactly what you're referring to there. I know that the uh, my, my friend Willie Comer and the Youth for Christ folks and the Berean Covenant Church had an event out in Hedge Road this past week. They were playing basketball in a public street. I don't know if you're referring to that, which uh, was a great event, I think, was very well received by a lot of folks in that community. I don't know if you're referring to that or something else. A uh, question for Tom, and of course Tom is now gone, but the mayor is aware that our Unit 4 board approved moving forward with the kids playing at McKinley for one game. Why isn't he aware of it from her? Well, I think he's aware of it. Uh, what's that process? You should watch the school board meeting. It was a really powerful moment for the kids in our community. Yeah, it was. It was great seeing the the uh, kids in the stands, the football players, and it was kind of like a pep rally in a sense when the Unit 4 school board approved at least approaching the city with an amendment to the intergovernmental agreement. Uh, texter says, why was Scott using a voice changer? He was not a senior citizen. I don't know if, how you tell that on the phone. Uh, but thank you. appreciate the text. Uh, I was going to mention this at the time, and just I thought of it, and then I didn't get a chance to say it. And this texter says, Jesus didn't throw beggars out of the temple. They were the money changers taking advantage of people. Yeah, it was the money changers he threw out, not the, not the beggars. They, they were selling access to the temple is what they were doing, basically. Okay, reading the article last week in the News Gazette, a listener says about Councilperson Beck's absence leads to the question, what can be done to assure that council members are held accountable for attendance and why should they be paid regardless of attendance? And I think 
Uh, Tom answered part of that is there is no rule that says you have to attend the council meeting. Uh, the assumption is if you ran to be on the council that you want to be there because you want to make a difference. And he said, why should they be paid regardless of attendance? That's just the way it's set up. He said they could do a proposal if they wanted to, to say, well, you need to attend or you don't get your stipend. But All right, uh, 1033, let me get a break in. We'll do some news here at the bottom of the hour as well, and we'll come back with more open line up until 11. Julia Reitz in the first hour tomorrow with more open line. Diane Marlin coming up as well this week, and Jim Dye. And we'll talk weight loss as well near the end of the week. Here's CBS. You got it. Ten thirty-eight. On a penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us. We had Tom Bruno in the first hour, and he elicited a lot of response here. Let's see. Councilman Bruno is so condescending. I don't know why you take the time to put him on. Put him on. He's a disgrace to the City Council of Champaign. A listener says so. Not a Tom Bruno fan there. Uh, is it possible your guest revealed his political leanings and personal beliefs in jumping on the caller with the stolen election topic rather than engaging in healthy discussion? Uh, that's why I mentioned it was kind of down a slippery slope there. Uh, just in general, we were throwing all kinds of things in the uh, in the pot there. Uh, does Canada have less mental health issues than the U.S.? Possibly, but they have no Second Amendment and federal gun laws. Two background checks for everyone to have a gun and purchase one. Also, no traveling gun shows. Uh, wow, Mr. Bruno's opinion on police work not being more dangerous than other city positions is an example as that he has no clue about the job. Let's get Bruno off the city council. Uh, the next time Tom Bruno's car gets hit by a drunk driver or a house gets broken into or his family gets beaten or robbed, tell him to call the snowplow driver. <laughs> I knew that would elicit some response. I figured that would uh, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Oh, for the uh, real estate homestead exemption for seniors, somebody mentioned that. You can call 217-384-3760 or go to the office of uh, Chief County Assessment Officer at 1776 East Washington in Urbana there at Brookings. 217-384-3760 for the real estate homestead exemption. All right, let's go to Chris up next. How you doing, Chris? I'm fine. Thank you, Brian. Um, I'm, I talked to you Sunday out at the uh, county fair. I'm in charge of Senior Citizens Day at the Champaign County Fair, and I just wanted to talk about it a little bit on the radio. Session. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to tell people that it is a week from today, um, July 26th, on a Tuesday, um, from 10 in the morning until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And um, our lineup is from 10 to 12, Marvin Lee and Friends play. Marvin, uh, very familiar in our community, and uh, he puts on a great show, and he brings uh, several people with him. And so he'll play from 10 to 12. Uh, from 12 to 1, there will be a little break, um, and seniors can go they will when seniors arrive they will get a carnation they'll get some senior box and a ribbon to wear and the senior box are a dollar off different food items on the fairgrounds mostly all the uh, food vendors who are right in the center of the fairgrounds between the office building and kessler hall and 
both ways from that a little bit. So colors, French fries and uh, corn dogs and uh, lemonade shake ups. And it's like one dollar off each item they buy. So mm-hmm. they have an hour that they can do that um, as well as we have 20 vendors that will be there um, from 10 to one set up in the upper level of the hall. And those that we have, those are all kinds of things. Um, the MTD will be there, Champagne Public Library, several assisted living facilities, several departments at Carl, and they uh, each have a table set up. Most of them have some kind of giveaways, and um, um, they will be available that during that 12 to 1 hour as well. And they will be set up by 10 o'clock. So Marvin Lee usually takes a break at some point and mm-hmm. there, there will, and if you get there um, before 10 or a little before 10, uh, although I don't encourage you to arrive, arrive a whole lot before 10, but anyway, you can um, visit all those different vendors. And then at one o'clock, Brian Barnhart will be speaking. That's, that's what I heard. we are very much looking forward to that so yeah yeah. and the hall is air conditioned um it sounds like it might be hot next week but the hall is air conditioned um if you're you cannot drive right up to it you'll have to park you'll have to come in off uh, kohler avenue and park in those parking lots down there but we do have a shuttle available um that will pick you up it's it's not super busy on uh tuesday morning so they'll notice when you come in or you can get their attention. But we'll have a shuttle available that will pick you up right at your car and deliver you right to the front door of, the, of Kessler Hall. Mm. Um, I don't know. Well, I that's great. That's yeah, so that's a, week from, that's a week from today. It is a week from yeah. today. We've had, um, we've had wonderful response to it. We revived it about three years ago, and um, we've just had wonderful feedback and wonderful response from the senior citizens in the community showing up for it and it's just um a lot of fun and there also will be a lot of uh door prizes given away uh nice baskets with and gift cards and things like that that will be given Mm -hmm. away throughout the morning in a drawing like Hmm. process so well very good one question question for you Uh are you um are will you take questions or oh sure Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's my job, you know. I kind of do that every day. So <laughs> You do do that. So, so I'm used to that, yeah. <laughs> but yep. you will be speaking as well, right? I will. Yeah, I'll do both. All right. Yep. So I think people, there's kind of something for everyone. I think people, if you like music and um, country and gospel music, you'll love Marvin Lee if you're not already familiar with him. And uh, the same with you. I've heard you speak in... Um, I can't imagine anyone that's not familiar with you in the community, but if they're not, they will truly enjoy you, and those that are familiar already know that. Well, so. Thank you, Chris. Looking forward to it. Well, good luck with all thank that you. next week. Should thank be fun. You. I appreciate that. It Re- will be fun. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And mm-hmm. we appreciate yeah. you. Bye-bye. We had um, the pageant, Champaign County Fair pageant, in Kessler Hall. They remodeled that one uh, section through there where they had the – where they had the pageant. It looks really nice. Added some restrooms and done some uh, other things in there, so it looks really good. All right, a quick break, and then we'll come back with more. Penny, for your thoughts.
1048. As we go along here on this uh, Tuesday, good to have you with us. Headed for a high of 88, 81 right now as it continues to go up. Great authors at the library. And I'm looking forward to this one. Maybe we can try to, um, I'll have to speak to the library folks about getting her on. But Doris Kearns Goodwin. And registration is required for that one. Great authors at the Champaign Public Library. That's September the 29th, so that's coming up. So you might check in with the library on that one. If you have some tech questions, technical questions, they have a tech workshop. You can call the library, 217-403-2000. If you're launching a business, you can get online tools, one-on-one consultations for starting and growing a business. Rita Palooza. The Summer Reading Challenge continues at the Champaign Public Library. You can watch 300-plus webinars anytime on the library's YouTube channel. So make uh, sure you take advantage of all the services offered by the Champaign Public Library. Not just books. I mean, books, obviously, is what they do. But make sure you uh, stop by the Champaign Public Library. All right, I had a couple of uh, things here sent to me talking about uh, dangerous jobs. Now, one person has sent me... They haven't sent me the list, but they say the stats are skewed with police officers ranking of number five of most dangerous jobs. A majority of those are from homicides, and here's the link. So I had to get the link. Now, somebody else sent me, according to OSHA, the ten most dangerous jobs, according to OSHA, are roofers, construction workers, aircraft pilots, and flight engineers, refuse waste and recyclable material collectors, structural iron and steel workers, delivery and truck drivers, underground mining machine operators, and farmers and agricultural workers, according to OSHA. Now, I don't know if that's the list Tom was referring to or if that's another list somewhere else that's from OSHA. So I don't know. Uh, let's see. Here's I appreciate those. And I'll have to look up that link that they gave me to, to find that, that list on the other list that someone mentioned, that police were number five. Uh, yet again, Councilman, you never fail to amaze me how tone-deaf you are. Coming from a family of a police officer, you have no idea. In fact, they are a different level of city employee. Did the snowplow driver get up and leave his family Christmas dinner when the call for help went out? How about a person who had been in a car accident and the only person there for them in their last moments was the police officer? How dare you be so passive over the people that make sure you can sleep easy at night? You've really lost touch with people you really should be friendly with. Ever heard the expression, don't bite the hand that feeds? All right, appreciate that on the text line. I, I would also, I would say ambulance workers, working in an ambulance, I think, or an emergency room, that would be uh, stressful. Uh, hi, Brian. Uh, Bruno's comments comparing truck drivers' jobs who don't risk being shot to the sacrifice of our police officers who have given their lives, shows the sadly, sadly the continuing disrespect he and others on the Champaign City Council show police and explains why we can't hire police. It took a fight for the city to accept license plate readers and now use them as an example of their great job slowing down the shootings, which are still way too high. Part of the problem hiring police is because a large part of police funding is being diverted to other programs rather than having been used 
to retain and hire police. So the city is now playing catch-up as they struggle to hire police to stop the continued shooting of our kids and families, even in front of the Moors. The Moors was the, uh, were the family, the husband and wife, that came to the city council. All right, uh, let's see here. I think I've, uh, I think I've got them all. If I've missed one, it was unintentional. All right, two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Text line at two one seven three five one five three five seven. Another text says, having seen most things Champaign City Council enacts, maybe it's better that Councilman Beck isn't in attendance. Less is less. <laughs> okay. 10.52, a break. Back with more after this. Hold on. One more day. Any for your thoughts? 10.55, uh, somebody was asking on the uh, text line about the Big Ten Media Days will be there a week from tomorrow in Indianapolis, there at Lucas Oil Field. The Illini will be there on Wednesday. Who are the other six Big Ten teams scheduled? Go Illini, they say. Well, Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, Rutgers, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. So those are the teams that are with Illinois that day. The other seven will be on Tuesday. So Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, Rutgers, Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, the teams there to be featured. We'll be carrying uh, Brett Bielema will be live at the podium, 1015 Central. So we'll carry that live from the podium next Wednesday. Get his thoughts and have interviews. Sports Talk will be there as well. Sidney Brown, Chase Brown, Jartavius, or Quan Martin, all there for Illinois next week. So we'll look forward to that. Line Eye Union Bookstore, the official bookstore. The University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, all of the officially licensed Illinois souvenirs, gifts and apparel, hoodies, sweatshirts, athletic tees, mugs, water bottles, keychains, you know all that stuff, right? Tailgating items, pet toys, golf items, apparel brands, college-specific apparel, alumni gifts and apparel. They also have a lot of books, general bookstore offering fiction, nonfiction, New York Times bestsellers. So make sure you check out. It's located in the heart of Campus Town. They employ a lot of employees, a lot of its students as employees every semester. Corner of Wright and Daniel. Now, time of the year might be a good time to run down there uh, with the students not back yet. So the Illini Union Bookstore, check it out. Go to Facebook, facebook.com or Instagram at Illini Union Bookstore. 1057 at DWS. In regards to Tom Bruno, he never ceases to amaze me what great vision he displays. I guess I should say relax, people. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. <laughs> I hope the publisher of the News Gazette, another text, says keep some NIL money for Ed Bond and does not give it all to Lauren Tate. Ed Bond is underappropriated. He does a great job. Yes, he does. All right, so thanks for that on the text line. And uh, text here about the Senior Citizens Day. They forgot to mention that not only is Kessler Hall air-conditioned, but it's also handicap-accessible. There will be a lot of fair entries to see as well that morning in Kessler Hall. All of the 4-H exhibits will be in place this year, too, and there will be animals housed in the barns. But yep, we'll uh, be over there. I'll be speaking there next Tuesday. 
All right, 217-356-9397. Boy, a bunch of texts. We'll have to add all those up today. That was um, quite a list there. Appreciate everybody. Uh, another text says, I say we implement green energy right after we finish implementing the metric system that Jimmy Carter started us on. <laughs> I remember that with the metric system. Yeah, they told me back in junior high this was uh, we were all going to be doing this in, in 20 years. And uh, 40 years later, we're not. Not totally, anyway. I mean, they're there, but still using the, uh, the old yards and feet. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much. We could probably go on and on, but I uh, probably need to stop at this point. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Julia Reitz tomorrow in the 9 o'clock hour, and then an open line. We'll see you then.